We're working on tech issues. They told me I had to start. We're going to get this thing cracking next on Blue Collar Bengals. We're going to talk about the Bengals defense, how it went this season, what we need to see this offseason, and we're going to talk to you guys in the chat, as always, coming up next on Blue Collar Bengals. Bengals, uh, the show that keeps you like semi-informed uh, and at least hopefully entertained. Drew, now that we've gone through that rigmarole, how you doing tonight, man? We're going to celebrate Practical. the tech issue getting solved. I need one. Yes. Nice yes. Garage beer. yes. Hopefully, hopefully the sound's okay. Uh, I'm working through mic issues. I've got, I've got different headsets I'm trying out. Um, I'm not very intelligent, folks, uh, so uh, I'm just trying to roll with the punches as they land. Tony gets it. This is live. Real shit. It uh, happens. It's how we're going to get down. Live action, live action, live action. So we've, we've done a lot of discussion uh, throughout the season uh, about kind of real-time things that occurred. You know what I mean? Like a game happened. We did a, we did a breakdown. Uh, the game was on its way to happening. We discussed the game that happened. So uh, what Drew and I wanted to do tonight, uh, and I've got some notes pulled up, I'm sure Drew's got some notes pulled up, uh, is we wanted to focus in on what our defense was able to accomplish this year. And, and how we want to do that tonight uh, is we want to go front to back. So uh, I know we only roll 45 minutes, but I think we can accomplish this because, again, Neither of us are good, Barry. We're not trying to rewrite the script here. He's way smarter than us. But we're going to go D-line, linebackers, corners, and then safeties. Am I am I speaking right here, Drew? That that sounds about just like we discussed. And uh, Kevin Breezy, K Bre I, I just call him Breezy now. He says, is 1990 Ron's, 1999's Ron's tech outperforming Drew? No, I – I'm trying to make us both bigger on the screen so you get more of us. So when he's making a point, I'll make him big. If I'm making a point, I'll make me big. I'm trying to make this thing look like we actually know what we're doing right now. So yes. we're we're rolling right along. The the tech is 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 up. Everything's good. Harold loves the trucker hat. I believe he's talking about mine, the Cincy hat, www.thecincyhat.com. This was part of their uh drop last spring. When did you get oh spring? Okay. I've got the blue trucker. VFC Cincinnati one. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. When did, You got that last spring? Yeah, right when they came out. I think it was uh, February, March last year. I know that um, I got it right before uh, we went to the uh, first star draft party because I remember wearing it there. Um, That's your photo. That's right. That's right. That's right. Not anymore. I changed it. I changed it to the garage beer chug. Oh yeah. Uh, I changed the picture. That's why Elon didn't let me have my little uh little check mark. I pay eleven dollars a month for for a week. What a jerk! What a jerk! Okay, so I mean, what do you what do you want to do here? Because like we can look at like statistics, right? That's that's kind of what I thought. Uh, again, nothing crazy, uh, nothing insane, but like I think I'm gonna start with a guy like DJ reader, right? So unfortunately we lost DJ reader to an injury late in the season. Um, what was that injury? Why? I don't know why my brain is, uh, Taurus quad that's for the right. second time, um, opposite quad as he tore in 2020 miserable. That's absolutely miserable. That's terrible. Uh, I mean, but yeah, that's rough. He was having, a, a decent year, uh, and, and his play is missed when it's not on the field when it comes to defensive tackles and you've got guys like B.J. Hill uh, who are filling in. Um, what do you think Reader means to this defensive line? Uh, before we get into that, uh, Kevin says my video quality and audio is off. Fuck. Um, listen, I got Spectrum. It's the only thing I can get in my house. Um, if you watch any media company that uses Spectrum, I see Elliot's in the chat. Elliot hates Spectrum because he gets it. Um, I'm just rolling with the fuck I got. Um, so that that is what it is. Um, 
Bengals defense with DJ Reader was a bottom of the league rush defense. Yeah. Um, and then Bengals defense without DJ Reader, it got much worse. Um, so it's hard to understate. It's hard to overstate. I don't. I didn't go to college. It's hard to explain how important he has been to this defense the last three years, and you felt that even with a down year already happening, you felt it even more when he left this year. So it gets to the point where he's getting to be. He's a, by Bengal standards, he's a little bit older. The Bengals hate third contracts post thirty years old. They hate them. But does the bright side of the injury turn into? we can keep him for a much lower rate. Now there was a um, contract projection that came out. Um, I'm going to see if I can pull it up. I actually wrote the article. So, um, Oh, wow. You would think that I would remember it off the top of my head, but I write a lot of articles for Cincy jungle, Cincy jungle.com shout out. Um, But there was a contract projection that came out for him. Yeah. Humble brag, a little free ad, not really a free ad because you know, they pay me. Um, But, now comes me navigating the old iPad here to try to find that. And um, so, while, well, I'm not off to a hot start. That's okay. While you look for that, he's 29, I believe, correct? I believe so. I yes. think so. And, and, I mean, and 30 is like that kind of that magic number in the NFL uh, where things just start to break uh, on players, unfortunately. So, I mean, who who knows? I mean, he's already had his fair share uh, of injuries here, so I, I don't know what what happens from there. But like, if if we're looking at DJ Reader as a whole this season, uh, like let's just go week one, right? Cincinnati, Cleveland. Like he had. Oh man, my stats are off too. We're a mess, Drew. Like, but but. So I had all this shit pulled up I and I thought I was going to be prepared and look like I knew what that's the fuck okay, I was doing. That's okay. Uh, he, but, he was you know. not like lamp lighting like he has in the past. Right. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what the reason that is, is uh, maybe it is that like back end support was a little different this year. Uh, the linebackers weren't playing as hot as they had in the past. Uh, but you gotta expect a guy like him to kind of step up instead of instead of sort of this year that he had. Uh, I love him to death, and I want to keep him. But uh, we'll go like he'll have one tackle a game, two tackles a game, uh, and, and I know he's in there stopping the run, and I know he's the big body doing all that. Uh, but um, out of the defensive tackle, I, I love I love more statistically, but. Again, I want him on the team. I, I think with him being healthy next year, it will help. And I hate to say it, him being injured this year will also help. Uh, it's a weird thing to say contractually maybe. Maybe he sticks around. So, I think that um, apparently the article I wrote hasn't published yet, so I, <laughs> I can't find it. That's okay. Um, but – it, it does suck to say that like, Hey man, you know, this guy getting injured can be a good thing. And that, that's the, the business side of the um, NFL, I guess it's, you know, Hey, this sucks, but here's how it could be a good thing. Um, so I'm actually pulling up. Um, I don't know how to screen share on here cause I'm not smart. And I figured if I did, it would probably just completely ruin everything. Um, PFF. Uh, there's a lot of conversation about PFF. I actually agreed with JJ uh, Watt, which was just really hard for me to kind of comprehend. Uh, but it's got a projection of a contract for Reader. Um, he's listed as the number 19 best available free agent. He's got a contract projection on a three-year, $45.75 million contract. So that breaks down to $15.25 million a year. And the projection includes $29.75 million guaranteed. That's even with the injury. Uh, if you hear a child screaming, I promise she is safe. She is just pissed off. She's upstairs trying to get settled down for bed. Don't know if the mic's picking it up or not. Um, but that is a, that's a pretty hefty contract coming off of a torn quad. So I don't know if that's going to be 
if he's projecting, you know, that's based on a physical, which I'm sure any team would, would put him through before they sign him. But that's still a pretty damn good payday. And it's something that I struggled to think the Bengals would keep in. I don't know if that's going to fall into the range that they're willing to pay for a guy that's getting ready to hit 30. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, it's 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 kind of that, like, I hate seeing, and, and we'll get off of uh, DJ here because there's other guys, obviously, but it's that, do you keep Jonah? Do you keep DJ? Do you keep, you know what I mean, how you keep Higgins? It's that whole thing. And and before that injury, uh, and even after the injury, uh, don't, don't get me wrong, uh, DJ was the guy that I was like, gotta sign, gotta keep here. But uh, let's let's talk about BJ Hill this season too. Thirty three solo tackles, twenty first in the league. What's what's the? You got a comment? We're getting fucking killed in the comment section. Blue collar budget boys. The stream is held together with Speedway Zen booze and a whole lot of moxie. Yep. Uh, Tony says that's that's from Wedge Gordon. Tony says. Duct tape and bailing wires. Is it that bad? Is it not evened out yet? Is it not fixed itself? They're just talking shit. But BJ Hill, 33 solo tackles, 21st in the NFL, uh, 16 helps, 16 assists there, uh, five sacks, 29th in the NFL's position. Um, he, he And again, PFF is just an easy metric to use. Uh, but uh, again, it's not the end all be all. I say it all the time. Like, like Watt just said, uh, it, it's tough to put a number on these guys, but how else do you do it, right? We're not watching him play at this very moment. But uh, a 67.7 overall grade, uh, 63.3 in the run defense, and a 65.8 in the pass defense. Um, you you kind of – he B.J. Hill did what he does this year, I think. Um, he had he had some plays when plays needed to be had, uh, and he filled the hole uh, when he needed to fill the hole, right? Uh, I mean – what else? What else can you say? About- That's what she said. <laughs> what, Sorry. What else can you say about BJ Hill other than I think he really did his job this year? He did exactly what the Bengals asked him to do. And when I look back at the BJ Hill for Billy Price trade, I just can't help but smile because we stole him from the New York Giants. And I mean, he said, "Get you got to get me some snaps at DB." He had two picks this year. Um, so he, he made impact plays. He's not asked to be a DJ reader. He's not asked to fill in for, you know, and, and be a Geno Atkins that we came used to, but he is a solid rotational piece. Um, I think the contract that he got is, um, you know, they had to pick between him and Larry Ogunjobi. I think they made the right choice. Um, I don't think it's astronomical, but I think he's getting paid fairly well for what he does. So when I look back at the 2023 season, would I like to have seen maybe a little bit more quarterback pressure from BJ Hill? Maybe. But in the grand scheme of things, I can't look back at the body of work that he left on the field in 2023 and say that I, you know, expected a ton more from the guy because I feel like he really, really did what the coaching staff, what Lou asked him to do. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and I mean, I guess like you could say that about our our pass rush overall, right? You can pick anybody we're about to talk about and say, I wish they got back there more, right? Because like our pass rush is pretty lackluster this year, right? We did at times get back there, but there's not a Bengals fan out there, I don't think, that would like us to hit more quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Lou's, Lou's gotten by uh, the last couple of years with great defenses, and a lot of the talk was the the simulated pressure, right, to where they're getting close, so you force that quarterback to scramble and make a bad throw or throw it away. But when it comes to actually getting home and hitting the quarterback, not a lot of guys outside of, of Trey Hendrickson are going to do that consistently from, from the, the current makeup of the roster. Now you have Miles Murphy, um, who I know that we're going to talk about a little bit, who who showed some flashes. Joe Goodberry has some great tape on him if you go to his Twitter account and subscribe. Um, but I think that outside of Trey Hendrickson, we love Sam Hubbard, but Sam Hubbard's not a get-home guy. He's great at setting the edge. He's great at making you know a sack here or there, but he's not just a, a line-up and take-off, go-get-the-quarterback guy. That's just not the position he plays. It's not the role he plays in the defense. That's Trey Hendrickson. But we got virtually nothing out of Joseph Osai this year, and I hate to be a show that downs somebody or whatever you want to call it, but the reality of the situation is we've been waiting on this guy to make an impact because he had some really good preseason snaps a couple years ago, and it just hasn't translated to the actual regular season games yet. So 
The Bengals need more out of their pass rush. I don't know if that's kicking Miles Murphy inside on passing downs like I saw them do at times where you've got Hubbard on the outside, Hendrickson on the outside, and they kick Miles Murphy on the inside. I like that. I think some good things came from that. Um, but you got to wonder if they look outside of the building for any of that help, um, whether that be free agency or the draft, because I think that the Bengals defense has to get back to the quarterback more put more quarterbacks on their ass. I totally agree. And I mean, you touched on Osai. I was going to go there very briefly, but I don't know what else there is to say about him other than where, where's your spot on the team? You know, um, I, I like the guy. I think he really flashed that, that last season. Uh, hopefully maybe in this off season, he can get it together. But uh, the only other guy I bring in is like, you got Zach Carter on the inside too, who flashed some this year, a little bit. He had that forced fumble. Uh, he had as many solo tackles as I think like Trey Hendrickson this year, but, uh, he, he wasn't obviously to the level playing of Trey Hendrickson, but, uh, he, he had a 51.2 overall grade, uh, an abysmal 49.1 run defense, but, uh, 53.9 pass rush, which is almost on par with BJ Hill there. Um, so, I mean, he's young. Uh, he, he's, he's going to get in there. I know there were some games where it was, it was fun to watch and play. Uh, but I mean, the only other guy, Tupo, okay, gotcha. Is he going to be here? Uh, but is is Miles Murphy going to be capable of kicking inside, like you just said? Uh, what I mean, he's big. Can he can he translate? And we go get another pass rusher. I mean. Well, I think what it breaks down to is you, you don't want to – I just made the wrong guy's face big, so it's just you looking at the phone or whatever. There I am. I don't think that you kick Miles Murphy inside on any kind of a permanent or consistent basis. I don't think he's built for that. I don't think you spent a first-round pick on him for that. He is big, and I think that if he's if you're on a certain passing down and it's third and 13 and you know that they're going to drop back and throw a ball and you want to roll out a defensive line that has Hendrickson, Hubbard, and Murphy in the middle, I like it. But like on any kind of consistent basis, no, he needs to be the number three pass rusher. Yeah. But the issue with that is I think that you need a number four pass rusher. I have – been on this for years since before I started doing any of this internet shit and talking football online. I love a, a fresh leg, ro a rotation of fresh legs to rush the passer guys that you can swap in and out. I feel like any roster that's going to have a really, really good defense needs to have four very, very capable edge rushers and or edge defenders when it comes to defending the edge in the run game. And I think that Miles Murphy is the guy that they picked. He's going to be there. They're not just going to cut bait and give up on him. So he has to become that. But the Bengals have to find another one. Because right now, there's not anything behind those three. And Murphy's still raw. He he, he came along as the year went along. He got more reps um, down the stretch. But he's still raw. He's got a lot of stuff in his uh, bag, as the kids say, to refine and make better. So I think that a focus for the Bengals, whether that be free agency, whether that be the draft is finding a fourth guy that can really come into that rotation and make an impact because you're waiting on Murphy to grow. Henderson and Hubbard aren't getting any younger. So you've got to find a way to get some more juice in that room. Right. And, and you did miles miles came into his own later in the year. I mean, he had nine solo tackles, uh, I think he had like 15 total pressures. Uh, let me look at my sheet here. Uh, three sacks. So, and those kind of came in the latter half of the year where it was like, okay, look, he's turned it on. But what he's what he's lacking maybe in that production, I I did notice in his ability to be in the way on the field. That sounds stupid because he's not making the play. But there are times where I'm like, oh, Murphy got his arm in there and 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 allowed Hendrickson to clean him up. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cleaned it up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he boasted a 64.3 pass rush grade, according to PFF, at the end of the year. Again, not lamplighting, but rookie, young guy, right? So, uh, and you mentioned it. We need that that other guy. Osai might not be it. It could not be him. There's Cam Campbell playing, too. You love bumping that thing. There's Cam. There's Ke Kevin in the chat asked me to do it. There you go. There's there's Cam Sample, right? I mean, he he put up 22 solo tackles, two sacks. Few assists here and there. Uh, he had roughly the same grade throughout the season as Miles Murphy, uh, but that's just another guy that's in there. You know what I mean? We don't have a uh, oh my god, whoa Trey, whoa then the other end. You know what I mean? It's not that uh, God. What did the Browns have for a second there? They had uh, um, 
what's Miles Garrett on one end, and then all of a sudden they had like Jadavian Clowney on the other. And I mean, that's a name, right? Regardless of how how much Jadavian Clowney. Um, let's let's kick it let's kick it outside, right? I just talked about Cam Sample. Uh, we'll get to Trey Henderson because he's obviously the star of the outside, but uh, let's talk Sam Hubbard a little bit. He's a tackle machine, right? 35 tackles on the season. The guy had six sacks, right? Again, not setting records, but Sam Hubbard, Ohio boy, getting in there. 19 assists, uh, and he graded out kind of along the lines with the other guys, right, in total play. But uh, Sam is, is a great run defender, uh, and, and it's going to sound like I'm about to rag on him right here, but I'm not because I love Hubbard. Obviously, I've got these freaking – I've got these cutouts and these for, for the ladies. Yeah, for the ladies and these tickets everywhere. My cutout almost fell on me. Right, Ohio kid went to Moeller. Love the guy, but I need more pass rush production out of him. You know what I mean? I I, I want more pass rush production out of him. I think he's capable of it. You know what I mean? Uh, you look at him as this run stopper who can get in there and and seal the edge and do all this stuff. But uh, Trey can't be the only one sacking the quarterback what are your thoughts on that that's that's exactly kind of what i was saying earlier they've got to add something else to that room they've got to get impact whether that be a higher draft pick whether that be a free agent signing i mean you know, it, it all depends on what they do but i think that for one we know lou's coming back this isn't an off season where we're worried about is Lou going to leave to be a head coach? I don't know if it's because of you know the, the the down year on defense. I don't know if it's because you got Mike Vrabel, you got Bill Belichick, you got Pete Carey, you got these big name guys out there. Brian Callahan's had a lot of interviews, um, but no action on Lou. So you think he's staying? Could be a blessing in disguise if he can get things figured out. Um, so I, I just think that they have to find somebody to do it, and I am just I'm out of patience for Joseph Osai to be that guy because I know he flashed in the preseason against the Dolphins a couple years ago, and we've been waiting on that to happen again, but it just hasn't. And I, I hate that. You don't want anything bad to happen to a guy. You don't want a guy to get cut from a team. You want any guy wearing stripes on his helmet to do great, but it just hasn't happened yet. And everybody talks about the Super Bowl window, and is T. Higgins going to be on his last year if they franchise him, blah, 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 blah. So if it's all of that stuff, you have to figure it out, and you have to figure it out fast if that window is going to close. Yeah, I mean, and let's let's look at, at this real quick, right? Um, Sam Hubbard, uh, we've got him on a multi-year contract, right? Uh, he is 27 years old, right? He's not getting any younger. Yeah. Okay? Uh, now, I'm going to immediately kick into Trey Henderson here, who's 29 years old. He's not getting any younger. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so there's got to be a point where I think, and every mock draft I do when I'm bored, I hammer edge. I hammer defensive tackle. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just our new offensive line need. You know what I mean? We still need a tackle and, and another guard. Don't get me wrong. Every team, point to them in the NFL, they need a tackle and another guard, right? Eagles, great great offensive line. They could probably use another guy, right? Uh, but Trey Hendrickson, I mean, lamp lighting year. Why he didn't get more awards, I, I don't know. Like, right, this guy out of Florida Atlantic, 29 years old, uh, a round three selection. He plays for multiple teams, rocks it with the Saints for a bit, comes over here, great year, great year, 20-sack year this year, right? I mean, 17 solo tackles, three assists, got it. 20 sacks, according to PFF, right? I know different places measure sacks differently. Take it up with them. Overall grade of 82.3. Run defensive grade, we won't talk about that. Pass rush, though, 90.7. PFF grades them out, dude. You literally cannot ask for more from a pass rusher than you did Trey Henderson this year, than what he put on, on paper. Trey Hendrickson is as good of a pass rusher as there is in the NFL. Yep. He's up there. Whether the fucking TV wants to tell you he is or not, He's up there with TJ Watt. He's up there with Miles Garrett. He's up there with Micah Parsons. Yeah. He just the thing about Hendrickson is when you look at Miles Garrett, you're like, okay, that guy's a goddamn alien. Yeah. Like he got in a wreck one time, and I think his body did more damage to the Porsche than anything got damaged on him. Yeah. But when you look at when you look at Trey Hendrickson, he doesn't look like that, right? He's not super chiseled and and fucking 
you know, I don't want to say bricked up because that's a, that means something else these days. But he's, he, he doesn't look that physically imposing. He's not a guy that scares the shit out of you when you go off the bus. He's not uber athletic like a Miles Garrett is. He's not crazy fast. He's not. It's just pure motor. It's pure. I'm going to come at you and hit you in the face over and over and over and over again until I get to the quarterback. So I think that the fact that he's not like some crazy physical specimen doesn't get him talked about in that conversation. But when I look back at the body of work that Sam Hubbard left on the field in 2023, I cannot ask for anything more from that man. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. And I think like the statistical total for his sacks is like 17, five, but I know these different places do metrics differently. Uh, so I'm just going to go with the 20 because nobody can tell me I can't, but uh, he's up there, bro. Like the guys that are ahead of him are like, what? You know what I mean? Like TJ Watt, who is supposedly Jesus Christ defensive end. You know what I mean? And he's playing on par with these guys. And you're right. He doesn't have the Watt name. Let's say it what it is. He doesn't have a Watt. That's a big thing. Yeah, that's a thing. TJ Watt is a great player, a dirty player, a piece of crap, but a great player. Like you said, Miles Garrett is like, I don't know, like prime bodybuilder of the rock even bigger out there making plays like a freak. I mean, you see this guy in a suit, you see him in a suit and it looks like he put a tube in his arms and fucking blew his arms up. Like it makes no sense. Trey. I thought you were going somewhere else. No, no, no. Trey looks like your fishing buddy, dude. Flat out. Trey. Looks- yeah. 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 And he's out there. He's out there making offensive other teams, offensive lives. Hell. You know what I mean? It's just, it's remarkable to me. So I I don't I don't we don't need to go super deep. Uh, we're covering kind of the the main heavy hitters uh, on the defensive line. We talked Reader. We talked uh, B.J. Hill. Uh, we talked some backups um, on the outsides. We talked Miles Murphy. We hit Sam Hubbard. We hit Trey Hendrickson. I don't think we need to beat the dead horse with Osai. He's either going to produce in the offseason or somebody younger is going to replace him. There's a good comment that I think you might get. Um, Wedge Gordon says, Miles Garrett is a Spartan from Halo. Never played Halo in my life. Don't know what that means. Yeah. But uh, I know that that's something you would get. Um, but moving on to the linebacker position. What the hell? It's so it's it's hilarious that you just had that within arm's reach, just ready, just in case. Is that is that a Halo dude helmet? Yeah, this is a Spartan. This is this is their helmets. It lights up. And that 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 was just there, ready for you to grab at a moment's notice. And I think that's awesome. I have, I think, um, like nine helmets within arm's reach. We'll just, I'll just do this one tonight. Go linebackers before I derail this thing. Well, while we're talking about items and clothing, and I don't know if I'm a vest guy or not. Um, for, I got this for Christmas. Um, looks good. Put it on for the first time today. I can't decide. This is like a little Nike, like long sleeve shirt under. Am I a vest guy? Does this work? I don't know. The chat can tell me. Um, I've, I've tried new things this year. Became a fanny pack guy. Thanks to you. Um, became a bucket hat guy there for a little bit. And, uh, now I'm trying out being a vest guy. So if I look like a fucking moron, just tell me, <laughs> um, but linebackers, one more little swig of the old garage beer. Um, I like to start talking about linebackers with fan favorite, household favorite, literal, literal cowboy, badass linebacker Logan Wilson. Um, I think he had a great year. Um, maybe I'm biased just because I like the guy so much. Um, but he finished the year. Uh, he played all 17 games, which is a first for him in his career. Um, he's gotten banged up a couple times and missed games um, as he's entered the league since 2020. Uh, but he entered, he ended the year, played all 17 games, four interceptions, which ties a career high for him. The guy played DB in, in high school, I believe, uh, just finds the ball, pick machine, leads the linebacker in, linebacker all linebackers in the NFL and interception since he entered the league in 2020 dude's going to find the rock, uh, finished the season with 135 combined tackles. That's a career high, um, 78 solo. That's the second highest in his career. Um, 57 assists, five tackles for loss, four quarterback hits. So 
Bengals invested in the linebacker room the last couple of off seasons. They uh, they load up and sign Jermaine Pratt to a three year deal um, after Bates and Bell leave, and then this summer I am at uh, Applebee's with my woman. Um, and I exclaim and I yell as I get a tweet notification from me and Rappaport says the Bengals had locked in Logan Wilson for the next however many years. Uh, she commented, she says that I look hot. I hope that maybe she tries to take advantage of me. Um, but I, I can't ask for any more out of Logan Wilson met him. Great human being wife, super cool. He finds out he's going to be a girl dad. He starts busting people in the fucking mouth. And I think that's cool. Um, on Logan Wilson, and I'll take my big dumb face off the screen. Um, saw today that Mark Andrews is uh, has practiced all week after getting hurt on the play from Logan Wilson, where Ian Rappaport decided to be an asshole and try to make Logan Wilson out to be like a murderer or something. Uh, Mark Andrews spoke about it. He says, I don't blame the guy for it at all. He was just playing hard. If you want to ban the hit, ban the hit. If you don't, don't. Don't blame the guy at all. He was just playing hard. So everybody that had all that shit said about Logan Wilson can chill out because even the guy that got hurt didn't care. So I cannot say enough good things. And I will be a Logan Wilson fan for the rest of my life. And I will give the floor to you. Yeah, hundred percent. Any, anytime you got a guy that can have uh, like basically 90 tackles, I mean, like, come on, like uh, he, he can be an interception machine at times last year, a little better. Uh, for this year, uh, I, I mean, the, the defense overall was not as good as it was in the previous year, right? But, but like, you've still got these close, yeah, you, you've still got these guys that stand out, like Logan Wilson and, and Trey Hendrickson, right? Uh, so we know what Logan's capable of. Um, I, I'm not worried about him and, and Jermaine at all, like, they're, they continue to be great. I'm super glad we have them locked in uh, for the foreseeable future. Put it in. Put it in. <laughs> That's not what I was putting my hands up for. I've got some Jermaine Pratt concerns, but we can get to those in a minute. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, Jermaine, I'm rolling right into him. Not even close to last year, Jermaine Pratt. Uh, but I, I think uh, this season just smelled awful from the beginning. Uh, it, it wasn't our year. Then Joe goes down. It's definitely not our year. Uh, Jermaine has some tackling he needs to work on, I, I think. Uh, I mean, he's got 77 solo tackles, a couple picks, uh, a couple helmet on the ball, forced fumbles. I think he had two on the year. Um, I, I'm, I'm all ears to your concerns. Let him roll. So when I look at the numbers, I see 118 combined tackles for, for Jermaine Pratt, which is a career high. Um, yeah. So he's still making tackles. Um, he's got 63 solo, which is a career high. But here's my concern. And Kevin actually says it. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That is Jake that says it in the chat. He says Jermaine Pratt just tries to force turnovers, which is great. But other than that, he's got a couple question marks. Now, numbers wise, he still had a damn good year. Um, you know, he's. 118 combined tackles out of a linebacker. That's great. But there were times where it just felt like he's going too much for that rip. Yeah. And not just trying to drive the guy into the ground. And there were a few times this year where he looked maybe a step slow. Now, um, Kevin says, got his bag, didn't perform anymore. Sad. I don't know that it's that. I don't think, I don't think Jermaine Pratt's cut like that. I don't think that Jermaine Pratt got his contract and just relaxed. There were just times where it just looked like I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to rip the ball out, get a big turnover. It worked against the chiefs last year at home. That was a big turnover in the game. Like he has made impact plays doing that. And he also had two picks this year. So he, he was helping to create turnovers, but there were a couple times, a few times this year in games where I'm just like, man, like just, just put a shoulder into the guy, and if the ball pops out, it pops out. But going forward, I don't have any concerns about Jermaine Pratt starting next to Logan Wilson. I think that they're going to be fine. He's another guy that played safety in college at NC State and then moved to linebackers. So he's got find-the-ball skills. He's got defensive back athleticism. He's just a little bit bigger and built like a linebacker now. So that is the concern that I have with him. If I had to find one and maybe nitpick a little bit, but when you just look at the numbers, 
you can tell one story. That's why I'm more of a, what do I see mm-hmm. on when I'm watching the game? And on the rare occasion, I watch the film back. So not knocking the guy at all. I think the future is fine in the linebacker room with him and Logan Wilson leading it. There's just a couple times where it's like, man, maybe just, maybe just put the guy on his ass and don't try to get the ball out. Yeah. I mean, he had, I think it was like 15 missed tackles this year. And I, I can probably like visually see 10 of them uh, remembering going. Yeah. Just you're known for clamping down and like pulling them down. Like just do it. Um, I, like you just said, though, I've got faith in these guys to play linebacker next year at a high level. I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd love them. I'd love to maybe bring in a young guy. We'll see. But because uh, but we do have guys, Akeem Davis-Gaither, Joe Bocci, Marcus Bailey, right? Uh, not massive contributors, but uh, we'll just roll into Akeem Davis-Gaither. Uh, 12 tackles, 4 assists. Didn't really cause any turnovers. Probably wasn't out there enough to do so. Uh, able to pass rush a bit. Almost a, almost a 70 uh, pass rush grade there overall. Uh, I, I just – where you at on a guy like Akeem Davis-Gaither? He's been here a couple of years. It's, he's – he he's from that 2020 draft class. His deal's up. He's probably not going to come back. Yeah, um, Marcus Bailey. I think his contribution on special teams is underrated. I don't know if everybody um, sees that enough. Um, is my personal opinion. And then uh, Joe Bachi doesn't get on the field a lot. Um, one thing I do know about him: Logan Wilson's uh, charity softball event here in Dayton last summer. Joe Bachi hits piss missiles in a softball home run challenge. He was launching them some bitches. Um, but when it comes to getting on the field, he's a special teams guy too. You don't see a lot of him from the actual linebacker space. I'll be completely 100% honest and transparent with you. I have no idea what his contract's like. I don't know if he's locked up for the next two years. I, I think that they re-signed him last year, but I don't know how long it was for. Um, so I don't know exactly what's going to happen with him. But when you look at the linebacker room as a whole, it's kind of like you've got Jermaine, you've got Logan, and you've got some guys. So I think that the plan for the Bengals is going to be drafting younger guys to fill out that room to play behind them. Because you do, you got lucky this year. Wilson played every game. I believe Pratt, Pratt played every game as well. Yeah. So you got lucky your linebackers stayed healthy all year. But what do you do if one of them goes down? Because I think that even with as bad as the Bengals defense was last year, Logan Wilson goes down, it's much worse. Jermaine Pratt goes down, it's much worse. So I think that the focus for the offseason when it comes to the linebacker room is probably going to be finding some young guys in the draft and developing them into being solid backups, solid special teams contributors. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, you hit the nail on the head with like Bailey and Bachi. Like they, their special teams contributions are great. Uh, just while you were at it, Bachi's on a one-year – it looks like league men. I, I don't know what I don't remember what league men is now, but uh, so I don't I don't know what they do with them there. Um, league minimum would change you and I's life. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Talking, talking like, <laughs> people be like, oh, he's only making league minimums. Like, yeah, so fucking what? Yeah. He's rich. Talking like he's broke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are there any free agent linebacker? I know we're not diving into that. Uh, I mean, do you think Bengals could bring in a free agent or, or do you think they're just rolling the dice on a young guy if one of our, our two studs go down? If they bring in a free agent linebacker, it's not going to be anybody you've probably heard of. You think? Um, it's going to be it's going to be like, uh, hey, the Bengals signed this guy, former linebacker from the fucking Raiders, and we're going to like, okay, let's Google and see like who he is, what he's done. You're not going to see them bring in a name. They're not going to switch the defense. They're not going to, they're not all of a sudden going to start running three linebackers. You know, they're going to roll with their main two. So if they did, it might be a guy that's bounced around the league a little bit as a depth piece, as a backup, something like that. But you're not going to see them sign a guy where you're like, oh shit, he's going to come in and be a complete monster. I think it's just going to be filling out the roster and trying to find somebody that can come in and hold things down if one of those guys has to miss time. Yeah, no Bobby Wagner's or anything. I'm looking at free agent linebackers here. Yeah, no. Frankie LeVou from Carolina. Uh, Levanta David's on there. I don't know why they have Patrick Keene on there. That, that guy's not leaving Baltimore. Uh, funny enough, Bobby Wagner, Jordan Brooks. I, I don't know. 
Devin White, LSU guy, played with Joe Burrow. I don't know. Just talking a little free agency here. We will. Devin White is a baller, dude. He's getting money. Yeah. I don't think the Bengals are going to pay him what he's going to get on the market. He probably stays in Tampa, but he's still a baller, dude. He's getting a little older, but he's good. Yeah, we kind of had a. I thought he kind of had a down year. I thought he had a down year, but um, yeah, who knows? I I think they will be looking to get younger at that position. Uh, so let's let's kick out TVs and safeties before we kind of hit that hour mark here. Uh, do you want to take the lead on corners here? I want to start this off. I'm going to make myself big because I oh. want to make this clear. Go. There's far too much DJ Turner slander in my mentions. I don't think you guys would slander DJ Turner as much if he didn't go to school at Michigan. I truly, truly believe that. Listen, the guy was locked down for the first half of the season. Everybody's bragging about TJ, DJ Turner's grades and how good he's looking and all that stuff. And then a Wouzier goes down and he's forced to play more extended reps. And he's a rookie. He had some rookie moments. Shit happens. I just want to point out that I don't think you guys would shit on him nearly as much if he would have went to any other school, I think there's a little bit of bias in there. And I know I show bias toward my Michigan players. Everybody asked me to explain Brad Robbins. I can't, but I'm just saying, I don't think people would slander DJ Turner nearly as much if he would have went to any other school. And you've got to take the Scarlet and gray goggles off because I want Cade Stover to be a Bengal this year. If he comes out in the draft and he's a Buckeye, because I'm going to tell you my stance and I've told it to people before. I don't care where they went to college. If they can help the Bengals win, as soon as they put these stripes on their helmets, flip the colors around because it's a you know different helmet, I want them to win. I don't care if there's a badass right tackle from ISIS. You draft that son of a bitch if he can help the Bengals win. So lay off a of DJ Turner just because he went to Michigan. He's fast as hell. He's physical as hell. He's smart as hell. He's going to be just fine. End rant. Did you say, like, Alu Akbar, ISIS? Yeah, dude. Oh, there. What's what? I, I I don't pay enough attention to the news anymore. There's a country we hate right now, right? Yes. Um, what is it? Palestine or Israel? Who do we not like in that? I dude, I don't know. Okay, well, whichever one of those two we don't like, I don't care if they have a badass right tackle. If he's ready to come and help Joe Burrow stay upright and throw fucking dots next year, you get him on a plane and you get him into training camp. Holy shit! Oh, I love you so much. Oh, just let's roll right into DJ Turner then. Uh, I know there are more significant contributors like Cam Taylor Britt and Mike Hilton and Cheeto, uh, and we'll talk. I've been waiting all show to get that off. I've had the clip loaded, and I just had to spray. I love it. I love it. Uh, DJ Turner, again, these are PFF stats. If your stats say something different, I don't really care. I'm using PFF. I love your stats. You love my stats. We'll roll with it. 43 solo tackles on 66 targets, only 38 receptions allowed. Uh, some... Some iffy PFF overall grades here, but again, take them with a grain of salt. Um, passer rating allowed. I don't know if I should read that, but uh, like I think as a young guy coming in, he did what he was supposed to do this year. I'm not going to go any further than that because you just talked him up, right? You 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 went positive. I went a tiny bit negative. He was asked to do more than they planned on him being supposed to do because Cheeto's coming back off a torn ACL, and then he has the back injury. He got asked to do more than he was supposed to do, and I think there were quite a few times where DJ Turner looked bad when he watched the play live, but if you watch it back, I think safety help might have screwed him over a couple times. I was, I was, And maybe this is just my bias defending the guy because I love him. Uh, he's a great Twitch streamer. He's been nice to me, but... Maybe that is my bias shown through. I'm just saying, give the guy a break. No, it's it's not. I was going to say that in the early the early times and sorry. There, no, you're gonna, a couple a couple times. I think safety help fucked him. I I really do. Uh, so I think a young guy like Turner uh, is Juan Drago, right? Juan Drago, what a badass name. I I I think he's going to be just fine, and I think he's going to be a contributor. Uh, and I think that our cornerback room. If we get a guy, this offseason is about to look fucking good. Uh, let's 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 roll back to the top here, uh, who has just like so swiftly become the Cincinnati Bengals cornerback. 
Cam Taylor. Dog. Cam Taylor Britt, man. Uh, I mean, he's 48 tackles on the year, four interceptions, uh, 58 targets, only allowing 31 receptions. Uh, the passer rating allowed versus Cam Taylor Britt was only a 67. So that means he was out there dunking on quarterbacks when he gave the, was given the opportunity. Uh, I've got to tell you, folks, 29 is not going anywhere. 29 is going to be in stripes forever. This guy is going to continue to contribute. 24 years old, going to be 25. I bet we've got five more years of just electric play from him. What are your thoughts? Hype me up. I love it, dude. The juice is restocked. Now, he does this. When he breaks up a pass, he does the boom. I've seen people say that that is him putting a sword away. I have always taken that as seatbelts. Like I'm putting a seatbelt on his ass because he's locked down. I want to know what that means. So if Cam Taylor Britt is one of the millions of Americans across the world that watch this show, Americans across the world. Yeah, yeah. People across the world that watch the show, can you please tell me, is that a sword or are we doing a seatbelt? I would like to know. But I have visions in my mind of Cam Taylor Britt and DJ Turner becoming the new Leon Hall and Jonathan Joseph. I can't get it out of my brain. I mean, yeah, let's do it. I'm in. <laughs> what's, what's not to love about that? I'm totally in. Kevin confirms that the kids say straps. Straps. So I don't know if Kevin's younger than me. He probably is. I'm old as fuck. But he says it's straps. So the kids say straps. So maybe that can help out. But, dude, my favorite Cam Taylor Britt memory. Breezy knows, um, Tony. Good call. My favorite Cam Taylor Britt moment this season is him just having DK Metcalf just throw an absolute tantrum because he was locking him down. Metcalf's a huge dude. He's big. He's physical. And he just had him in shambles. And you know, I think he shoved him, got a 15-yard penalty. Like, you got a corner that can do that to DK Metcalf. You have a guy. And I cannot wait for the rest of I can't wait for a fully healthy season for Cam Taylor Britt this year because the defense sorely sorely missed him. I don't think George Pickens is getting that bullshit off that first Pittsburgh or that second Pittsburgh game if Cam Taylor Britt's on the field. The Bengals missed his physicality. Yeah. Cheeto, he's a guy that you know his contract's up. I don't know if he's coming back or not. We can dive into him if we have time. I don't want to I know we don't want to go too long and we like to go off the rails talking about helmets and vests and shit, but I think that I think that Cam Taylor Britt is going to be in all pro conversations. He got completely snubbed out of the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl is a, a joke. Everybody knows that it's it's a joke. But I, I I'm seeing all pro level play going forward from Cam Taylor Britt. He is absolutely that good. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he got he got screwed this year. Uh, anytime you got cornerbacks like are are near the six foot mark and over two bills. You're gonna have physical play. I mean, I like. It. I mean, I think. Yep. I think Cam's like walking around. He's like 203, 205, or something like that. Maybe, maybe closer to 200. And Cheeto, same thing. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, it's it's just it's so fun to watch how physical he plays. Uh, I'll roll right into Cheeto. I you can be quick with Cheeto. I love Cheeto. Uh, I want Cheeto here uh, if he can be healthy and play. Uh, but at the same time, is he coming back on like a one-year deal to kind of fill that we need another guy? You know what I mean? The the thing with, with Cheeto is it takes guys a year to really rebound from an injury like that. Because you look at the Geno Atkins year where he tore his ACL in that Halloween game. It took him a year to get back to form. That's what happens with guys. I think the thing that's playing against Cheeto in that situation right now is all of the youth that is in the cornerback room. Yeah. I think that you, you've got to give DJ Turner significant snaps next year, right? You invested a second-round pick in the guy. Um, you Cam Taylor Britt, second-round pick, playing his ass off. He's your cornerback one. Hilton's still going to be around. Do you start looking at maybe developing somebody in the slot to replace a Mike Hilton? You maybe do that in this draft. <coughs> Mike Sanders still. But 
the PFF projections, um, based on what Spielberger wrote, was is a two-year deal, $23 million. So it breaks down to 11 and a half a year with $13.7 million in total guarantees. I think if he gets that on the open market, he's going to take that. If he'll take a small, a cheaper deal. Because, you know, a lot of NFL players, you'll hear him say, like, man, is it worth moving my family for a couple million bucks? Because if somebody offers you or me a couple million bucks, we're going to move to fucking Alaska. Yep. But for an NFL player, it's like, do I want to pack up and go play for the Panthers and, you know, get a few more dollars? And But I play for the Panthers like Hayden Hurst and Von Bell maybe have learned this year. So if he's willing to take a deal that's, you know, a few million dollars, you know, two, three million dollars lower than that, I could see him coming back if he's willing to give some on the guarantees. But gut feeling is that he probably moves on. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think if he comes back, it is on a not – uh, favorable deal for his camp. Uh, that makes- right. So I don't know. I love I love him when he's here. Uh, if he's gone, God love him too. Uh, let's roll right into Mighty Mouse before we start talking safety, dude. Mike freaking Hilton, 5'9", 184, but he hits like he's 6'3", 250. Uh, 66 solo tackles. And I got 58 of them were beautiful. Uh, two interceptions, 77 targets, only allowing 56 receptions, which is beautiful. Only allowing a passer rating of 78.5 against him. Uh, I'll round down to just flat out 78. Uh, 37 stops. He had, I think he had a solid forced fumble this year. I'm trying to remember. Uh, what's not to love about Mike Hilton? I, what, what is his contract? As you start talking about him, let me look it up. You, you, what do you think of Mike? He had, he had. He had two picks this year as well. Um, so he, he found the ball. Uh, I remember the one against Seattle the most. Um, but in 2021, he signed a four-year deal for $24 million. So he's got the 2021 year, 2022, 2023. He is going into the last year of his deal. Um, getting a little bit older um, based on, you know, especially Bengal contract history. Um I'm pulling it up here. Um, I keep forgetting I have this iPad. We're paying him $5.7 million this year, which. He's born in March of 94, so uh, he's coming up on 30. Yeah, he's 29.8 years old. So. You're better at math than me if you figure that out. I just yeah. wikipedia it. <laughs> no, yeah, he's 29 years old. He's not getting How you got to finish a garage beer, right? No, but my, I, 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 Mike Hilton's a guy I would love to be a Bengal forever. That's how, what I think of Mike Hilton. Yeah, he brought, he was such a big part of the culture shift that happened in the 2021 year. Obviously, Burrow has a lot to do with it. You bring in Chase. You know, these guys expect to win. They won at high levels. But Mike Hilton was in the Pittsburgh organization. He came to the dark side or came from the dark side to the good side. Let's call it that. But say what you will about Pittsburgh. They've always had a a tenacity, a toughness about their defense. They've always had that kind of mindset. And I really, really think that he brought that to the Bengals. I mean, Dude, the, the, the divisional game against the Titans, the Super Bowl year, where he's like, he's going to throw it, and I'm going to pick that bitch. And they show him mic'd up, and then it cuts to the play. Tannehill throws it, he tips it, picks it. Like he, like you said, he's a small dude. He's under 200. He's not very tall. He's not crazy jacked, but, dude, he hits like a linebacker. He doesn't care. He'll come up and stick whoever it is, and I think that he has been such an important part of the defensive culture and – a guy that I think is good to have in your locker room to help rebound from a bad defensive year. So I can't say enough good things about Mike Hilton either. Do I think he gets extended beyond this year? I think that a lot of that will um, be figured out in the draft. If they draft that nickel slot corner, maybe not. If they draft another safety because they want to maybe move Dax Hill into the nickel slot, which I've seen tossed around, Maybe he doesn't, but I think that this offseason will show you a lot about the future of Mike Hilton because, as we've seen before, they draft Dax Hill. I get on Twitter. I say, you guys might not want to hear it. Dax Hill's Jesse Bates replacement. Everybody shit on me, told me I was an idiot. He was replacing Von Bell, and then he's Jesse Bates' replacement. So I think that you could see the Bengals draft his replacement, but if that's the case, I want to enjoy just one more year of number 21 talking his shit 
putting a stick on your receiver, coming off the edge, putting a lick on your quarterback. Uh, I think Kevin might have commented on it. Man, that hit against Josh Allen in Buffalo in the divisional game last year just rocked giant Josh Allen shit. So can't ask for more from a guy than what you got this year, and I'm looking forward to at least one more year of it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, if you if you draft that kid out of Michigan uh, in whatever round he's available, there there's your replacement, like you said. But I want a guy like Mike Hilton around uh, until the – friggin' stadium implodes. Uh, let's roll right into safety. Um, I think what I'll do is start out with Nick Scott because he started the season. Uh, 37 tackles, 28 targets, allowed 20 receptions on those 28 targets. Uh, he had a good pass rush grade, but uh, Nick Scott's coverage grade, according to PFF, was a 35.8. Uh, so, <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Thirty-five point eight. This is. It sounds like bullying. I swear to God, it's not. Like I love every guy on this team, but like if you're not playing well, we got to talk about it. Uh, he was. I'm like headed from laughing I right make, there. Take I it away for a second. That's okay. That's okay. But yeah, 35.8, Nick Scott. Uh, we all know what happened. Uh, it wasn't working out. I mean, the guy allowed nearly a, a 120 passer rating against him every time he played. Uh, we're not going to beat a dead horse. I don't know his contract. He's been supplanted. Uh, let's roll into deck before we get into air, uh, Nick Scott's air. I don't know if you want to call it an air because that Almost sounds like a positive thing. Uh, Daxton Hill out of 23 years old. Uh, 79 solo tackles, two picks, 44 targets, 32-ish receptions allowed. Uh, good run defensive grade. Not a super hot uh, coverage gate grade of in the 40s, 45-ish. Uh, but uh, it, it's I, I brought it up when we talked about this safety tandem throughout the season. It's two young guys learning how to play together. So I think that can some of the bull crap that happened with Dax Hill this year. Um, you, you said 35 on the pass rush grade. I'm so sorry, Ron. I hate to be an asshole. I got to have another one after I heard that coverage grade. Keep keep going with Dax. But yeah, dude, no. I, I'm done with Dax. I love Dax. I think Dax is going to come into his own. Uh, he's developed, I, again, this year, those growing pains, I believe, were two young guys learning how to play safety together. What are your thoughts on Dax Hill's season? So I get a lot of smoke for the Dax Hill things. Um, I'm like the target for when Michigan players fuck up. Um, I kind of earned that. Um, talked a lot of shit about the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes and their fans and Michigan being the national champion. So maybe I earned that. But I think that Dax Hill played every position you could ask for him to play in college. He played deep safety. He played corner. He played nickel corner. He did all that. He is a versatile guy. He's the kind of guy that Lou Anarumo figures out. Um, played good in the box this year. Um, I think when he was closer to the line of scrimmage, he played better. I think he struggled the most in the deep safety role. Now, don't get me wrong. That's very, very important. You're being asked to replace Jesse Bates, who went down to Atlanta and just balled his ass off. And he looks so cool in that black and red number three. I miss him so much. But he is asked to fill those shoes. So I can't sit here and say, well, he's good in the box. It's just the deep safety stuff. Like, it's no big deal because that's like his primary role. That's what we need him to do. And that was a very, very, very big problem for our defense. So, with that said, I do think that Dax is versatile enough for Lou to figure out, but I think that he just has an absolute ton of work to do this offseason to get better playing that deep free safety role because he's going to be playing it again next year. Like he's not, they're, they're not going to bring anybody in to replace a former first round pick. They've invested the draft capital in him. The Bengals don't give up on guys like that. He's going to be there, but he has a lot of work to do this offseason to get better. Yeah, from deep. 100%. Uh, your safeties next year are Dax Hill, Jordan Battle, flat out. It's not changing. Uh, and uh, I think this season they'll really they'll really focus on these two guys playing together. I am not trying to make excuses for some of the shitty play that occurred this year, but I truly, truly, truly do think 
that some of these growing pains that our safeties were going through this year was it's a, it's a new tandem, young tandem, both 24 years old, trying to learn how to play together. Uh, I, well, what you just said there is great. He's just going to work on it in the offseason, work on being that range guy, right? Um, good Lord, let's roll into uh, the savior of the safety position this year, uh, Jordan Battle. I mean, dog, dog. right? I mean, 53 dog. Yeah, Doesn't miss 100%. tackles. I mean, 53 solo tackles himself. Again, I use PFF. It lays it all out for me. I'm simple. I like simple things. But the kid this year, 82.5 overall grade, 81.3 run defense grade. And I know for a fact that Jordan Battle was a multi-time winner of one of the most coveted awards that an NFL player can win. Only Bengals have won it, but the Wallop of the Week award. So, brought to you by... It's true. True. Yeah, yeah, prestigious yeah. multi-time winner the guy had a, a almost 70 he, uh pass rush grade sorry i wasn't like wife shushing you there my bad uh yeah <laughs> fucked up you get wife shushed i get like shut the fuck up just kidding she doesn't do that she's watching oh, she had a coverage grade of 76.4 but the guy came in and replaced poor safety play uh and just did his thing the entire season and he was a guy during the draft that I was saying, man, it'd be really cool if we could draft him, but he's not going to be available. All of a sudden, he's available, and they take him, and I'm just ecstatic. I don't, I don't claim to like be able to predict who they're going to draft and watch all this stuff. I'm not smart enough to do that, flat out. But I, I like to claim that one, that one there. They took Jordan Battle. I wanted Jordan Battle. I don't have anything left to say about him because there's only positive things to say about him, uh, unless you're, you're good there. What's the, the who day chain? Love it. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts on battle? I think you just regurgitate what I said. I do. I just want to shout out our guy, Darth Bengal, who's in the chat, makes the coolest necklaces in the world and just gives them away to people for, th- for free. Every time I see him in the chat, I like to shout him out. If you're at a tailgate and you see a guy with horns coming out of his head and he's all painted up, do not be afraid. He's not a threat. And he'll probably give you a really cool necklace. So shout out to him. Um, but yeah, Jordan Battle, monster. Um, Nick Saban loved him. When Nick Saban loves a guy, he's probably going to be all right. Um, came in, gave us what we were sorely missing from the safety position. We saw Nick Scott miss tackles left and right. We all got pissed off. Um, Jordan Battle put up the stats that you talked about, only really starting about half the year. I think his first start as the starter was the Thursday night game that um, all of our hopes and dreams came crashing down, but he was the bright spot in that game because he was all over the place. He was keeping Lamar contained. He was bringing Lamar down before he could break plays open. So he did a lot of really, really good stuff in that first start, and it just got better and better from there. I am much much less concerned about third round pick Jordan battle going forward than I am first round pick Dax Hill. I have zero concern with Jordan battle going forward. He's only going to get better. And his brother is only going to get better at Twitter because he is the Bengals Twitter rookie of the year by far. I made that award up and I gave it to him because he's on there fucking cooking people. And I think yeah, that's yeah. Jalen's great. Jalen's great. You just, you summed it up though. I'm not worried about battle at all, dude. That, I mean, he came out there his first NFL season and put that shit on the on the plate. I mean, good lord, Chef Ramsey, like he killed it, man. Uh, another guy to talk about who's just had some unfortunate injuries. We'll just touch on him real quick. Tyson Anderson, great special teams guy. Unfortunately, tore his ACL. Uh, I think it was against San Francisco. Um, I hope he heals up. The guy's fast. He's athletic. I don't know. You know, not not much to say about it. He's a special teams guy. I don't even. I don't know if he really even played a snap at safety this year. So, um, had a preseason pick. Yeah. Six. Okay. That's right. Preseason. Yeah. Okay. I like, I watched that from, uh, I watched that from Barstool mm-hmm. Nashville on my bachelor party after I fell on my ass and I wasn't even Jesus, drunk Jesus. early in the night, go okay. to the bar, you know, trying to get a beer. Think I'm leaning on it. Think I'm going to be cool. Think there's a bar under it for your foot. You know? Nope. Put both feet under it, try to step on the bar, bust my ass dead. Nashville gave you COVID, so screw that place. 
True. Gave my whole fucking house code. No wonder they fired Mike Vrabel. We, Fuck that yeah, that's crazy, dude. If I if we lose a coach and Vrabel needs a home for a year, come on, buddy. Come on. Um we hit we hit the defense, I think. Um uh, we, we hit every position, eight positions. Yeah. Uh I think uh we, we've obviously gone over an hour here. Um if you're watching this pre-recorded and you've made it this far, thank you very much. Uh, because the beginning was a shit show. Uh, if you are also watching it pre-recorded and you're watching now, tell your friends, like, subscribe. Uh, we have some really, really, really cool stuff on the horizon that's only going to make this show better. Uh, please help us. We promise to tell you. We, we will tell you. When the time's right. We do we promise tell to you. tell you. It's very good news. Um, I think next Thursday um, we can either cover special teams or offense or do both at once. Um, I, I think technical difficulties won't be an issue uh, come next episode because I've got myself figured out here. Uh, Drew just sits there and looks pretty while I ruin the show. So um, you got. I spent way too much money on this camera. <laughs> you got any closing remarks, man? I thought that was a really good breakdown after that beginning hoopla there. Um, I, I do Go. want to touch on one thing. Oh boy. I am now on day two of tagging Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, on Twitter until he agrees to officiate my wedding in February. Um, I'm going to post this when it's day three because I haven't got a response yet. Ocho, I got your burgers. I got McDonald's. I'll do whatever you need to do. I know you're a frugal guy. I'll pay the 20 bucks to get you ordained. Come on down to cold Dayton, Ohio. Officiate a wedding for a fan who fell in love with this team because of you. Definitely gonna clip that and put it on Twitter. Try to get my clout up, you know. I'll pay the twenty bucks to get him ordained. I'll pay the fifty, a hundred dollars. I don't care. Yeah, he can choose whatever religion he wants to. He can stand up there in a fucking burqa and ordain your stuff. How cool would it be to have Ocho? If you're listening, boss, I got Walmart watches on deck. I'll hook you up. Get out there and officiate my man's wedding. Uh, I remember the Walmart watch. He's a big Walmart watch guy. But uh, again. Fun episode. More to come. I got nothing left but a who day, man. Like the stream if you're watching this. I uh, probably should have put that earlier in the show like the professionals do, but we're not the professionals. Um, if you can, subscribe to our channel. Send it to somebody. Maybe you don't like them that much and you want to ruin their day. Send mm. them a link to this show. Um, you know, fuck with them. Uh, but yeah, man, lots of cool stuff that we've been uh, discussing kind of behind the scenes. Can't wait to share it with you guys. We appreciate you guys, especially people like Darth, people like Kevin, people like Tony Taphorn, people like Wedge Gordon, who log in when this starts and stay to the bitter end. That's it. We will see you next Thursday. I miss seeing you guys twice a week. I miss watching the Bengals play football. We're just going to have to roll out with this thing. That's all I got.